0: I'm here with an esteemed guest. Uh, he goes by the name of Terrence Munch-Williams, and he's going to sit and talk to us about how his program has made an impact on New York City basketball and also the national basketball scene, and then how he himself has led programs that's going to help benefit New York City and also the basketball concept the world in and of itself. Uh, welcome to our program. Appreciate you having Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, let the people know exactly who you are and what you've done so far because you
1: know you have a long history in the New York City background. Yeah, as you stated, Terrence Burns-Williams. Um, I'm the executive director of PSA Cardinals on the basketball side, Pro mm-hmm. Scholars Athletics on the non for profit side. Um, we've been around for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Our first graduating class was 2014, guys. Okay. heading to college. Okay. Um, we've been fortunate enough to be able to place over 65 kids mm-hmm. in the last five, six classes um, into different universities ranging from Kentucky to Harvard mm-hmm. to Penn, um, Garden Web, it kind of runs its down. Right. Um, and currently we have from eighth grade all the way up to 12th. Okay. I think one of the things that's that separated us and throughout our, our time has just been our communication with our guys throughout. Mm-hmm. So, like, this year has been the first year for us to have guys graduate from college. Mm-hmm. So, most guys are worrying about how many kids I'm putting in, in college right. for class, now we're to the point where we're trying to figure out how does these young men graduate from college, get a job, whether you're going overseas, whether you become a teacher, a doctor, mm-hmm. um, FedEx guy, whatever mm-hmm. it is, your, your line of work needs to be. So, we've been around for a while, We're right, trying to do it at the highest level. Now, we know that you don't do too many
0: interviews, and again, we're appreciative of you stopping by. Um, we're going to talk about, primarily, um, the, the landscape of New York City basketball. Um, being that you've seen it on a national level, where currently are we in the national scheme? Is
1: New York City where it used to be as far as yesteryear's uh, legendary status? Um, I mean, just speaking from a grassroots standpoint, I don't think we we're as dominant mm-hmm. as it was when, you know, Legendary Gauchos and, mm-hmm. and Riverside; those guys were traveling around and, and pretty much beating up on the competition at the highest level, mm-hmm. um, pretty handily, right? At that time, right. I think right now we're we're able to be formidable. Mm-hmm. Where on each grassroots scene, whether it's Under Armour, Adidas, or Nike, um, we've been able to, to do well, mm-hmm. right? I don't think it's just pure dominance, and I also think it's because we've we've stretched ourselves pretty thin, right? As far as the amount of program, right, and, and our quality started to become watered down mm-hmm. Where you know back in the days one team would have ten high majors right now now it's like all right well, can I get five right and filling from there but right. I think we're in a good space I think for us the expectations for New York has always been higher right than any place else so it's not okay just to get a kid in the league Everyone saying, "Hey, well, yeah, but he's not an all-star, he's right? Not a, right, a Hall of Famer, right?" Because so, we have that
0: New York stigma.
1: Yeah, right. People different. We, we've allowed other people to set the bar and determine what our value is, mm-hmm. as opposed to us saying this is what we're shooting for. Mm-hmm. If we just said, "Listen, how many, how many guys we put in the NBA lately? Or how many guys we put in college? We're pretty much where we're supposed to be." Right. right. I think we're not in the we're in the top three. Right. Right. And this is quote unquote our downtime. Right. So. I think we're in a good space if you were to change anything you mentioned that um,
0: we're spread out then as far as a team or programs themselves not that you would say any particular name but do you think that we have too many or which, which what would be an ideal number
1: I think from a from a sneaker company standpoint right the big the big boys right, the big boys. I, I want in just New York I I would say three should be the max, as far as it could be spaced out. It could be one on each circuit. Right, right? that's fine. Right, take the top ten guys, put them in Nike. Next ten, put them in Adidas. Next ten, put them in Under Armour. But I, I do respect the fact that there's a lot of different programs right. because they have different functions. Right. right. And kids in general, they need an opportunity. And basketball can open up doors for you that most people didn't know. You don't have to be on a quote unquote elite sneaker company team. You could be on your, your local team and, and get pushed and end up at, at a Bowdoin, mm-hmm. right? Or end up at Mount St. Saint, Mount Saint Mary's, wherever. It doesn't right. matter, right? So they all play that role. And I can't justify saying, hey, only the quote-unquote big dogs should have a contract or should be around because mm-hmm. at one point we were the guys who was just a local after school program. Right, 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 right. And I love that. Right. You know. So everybody's program fits some type of need for some type of kid. If you took the top thirty of New York
0: State—excuse me, New York City—just New York City. I said so we put ten here, ten here, ten here. Would would we be would we be in a championship every year? We
1: would win. Like we've been just being a championship like been, PSA mm-hmm. has experienced being in the championship of EYBL, right. which is arguably the best circuit mm-hmm. in the country, you know, hands down. Mm-hmm. And we've been final fours, we've been championship, we've been we've always been around that mm-hmm. and that's with three or four other teams in New York with right. other talent. Right, right, right. There's some talented guys that play on different circuits. Right. That's from New York City. Right. So if we took our ten kids, like, no, it's hands down, we we beating people up. Okay.
0: Understood. So we, so we still have the talent that we went, did at one point, yeah. but it's just, like you said, it's just spread out amongst 14 different programs and different uh, other BS that goes into uh, New York City.
1: Yeah, and you add on the fact that a lot of our guys are at this current junction, the top guys are not playing basketball in New York City. Right. So people start to say that kid is not from New York. Right. Until he makes it to the league. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. How do Diallo is at Putnam Science in Connecticut? Right now he's on he's on the thunder. Right. Right? He's a New York kid. Yep. Born and raised, asked where his mama live at. Yeah. Right. So I think we have a tremendous amount of high level um student athletes in New York City mm-hmm. and especially basketball players. They just don't necessarily go to school in New York. Why 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 do they go to school outside of New York? Everyone's situation is different. Um, I think some guys are looking for high level basketball, mm-hmm. some guys are looking for high level academics, mm-hmm. some guys are looking just for a safe haven, mm-hmm. um, you know, and at some point you can burn out here, you know, New York's a fast and furious, you know, situation, uh-huh. but there's other guys who stayed and they made it, right? right? Todd Jerome stayed and he's at UVA. First team OACC got a chance to be a pro this year. Yeah. Um. Shabar Newkirk, he was in our program. He stayed the entire time at Cardinal Hayes and scored a thousand points at St. Joe's. Mm-hmm. Playing basketball somewhere for some money now. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's the stories of guys staying. Right. But then there's also stories of guys leaving. It's it's not as cookie cutter as, as people want it to be. But then guys from different states, they're they're matriculating to these to these different schools. Right. right. It's not just New York City. Right. And it happens across the board with different sports. Just to get a little uh, a reference, uh, New York City players have
0: always been traveling to go to prep schools outside. Yeah, um, it's just now it's magnified because you know social
1: media is here yeah. and, and all this, you know all these. You but I also groups. think back then it was more so I'm not doing well academically. Right, right, right. I'm leaving at the end. Right. What we came in and PSA said was. No, you know what? Before you start having issues academically, mm-hmm. we're going to try to get you into these schools where the, these guys are matriculating to, to the high moon right, academically. Right, seventh grade, right. eighth grade. So like people don't know, for us, our first 2014 kids, our guys were going to prep schools at, in Massachusetts and in Boston in the seventh grade. Right. You 12, 13 years old. Nobody knows those guys. Right. right? Chris McCullough was at Salisbury mm-hmm. at 14 right? Muhammad Bamba was at Cardigan Mountain Mm -hmm. in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. So that's in New Hampshire. And you know, these guys are, it's not about academics, right? This is a, I mean, it's not about basketball all the time. Sometimes you just like, I need to get out now and start preparing for my future. You know? So when you compare, let's
0: say, let's just throwing these names out there. Let's say you go to Westtown versus Oak Hill as a, a, yeah, yeah. for a game, right? Yeah. And then you come and watch a, a public school game. Is there a big disparity between the two as far as um, atmospheres, talent, coaching, or what would you say is the biggest difference between the between the two comparisons? I would say
1: style of play, mm-hmm. right? Like when I go to public school games, Catholic school games, majority of public school, they're playing fast, mm-hmm. right? Up and down, a lot of pressing, a lot of trapping. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to score, mm-hmm. you know, when I go to certain you know certain prep schools they're not all the same obviously they're doing a lot more running things running plays mm-hmm. um schematic schemes mm-hmm. um guys are a little more calm uh, and they in a sense they're in the system at times when you're here you're learning how to play and play off of instincts right right I think I mean there's some good coaches in New York City right obviously I think the size is a major factor um, where guys, some, in certain prep schools, you can play the position you might play in college, mm-hmm. right? You're a 6'3'' um, point guard, you're gonna you're play, gonna play the point guard at Oak Hill. Right. If you're a 6'3'' guard, you can be found at the four right. at times, mm-hmm. right? Does that teach you certain things? Yeah. To learn how to play uncomfortable, to learn how to just be on the court making plays. Um. You know, you could be playing out of position for the long term, right. but it teaches you how to be a player. Right. And the most important thing at this point is just being on the court. So there's a big difference, but there's some public schools in New York that can beat some private schools um, across the country, right, right, and right. vice versa. Right. So it's teachers. Um, in your time, um, and this is across, this is because
0: you you've been, you're gonna, you be on the EYBL circuit. Yeah. Who's probably the best overall player that you've seen? Well, let, let's take a let's ah
1: player, player, yeah, one talent. Good big,
0: go big difference. All right, let me give me the cool. best talent.
1: The best talent, pound for pound, has been Bobo, uh-huh. over, at, over at Oregon. Mm-hmm. A natural talent, um, feel for the game, for his size, the things he can do. Mm-hmm. If you're not a big time basketball junkie, he can leave you in awe, mm-hmm. right? Um, player, in the last few, Michael Porter was, was, was damn near video game, <laughs> at times, <laughs> at times, when he was on, right? Uh-huh. But, I mean, we've seen a lot of times of guys, Darren Fox. You know, I mean, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. The other thing I think about high school basketball, especially grassroots, is guys aren't at their maximum when we're def- when we're when we're going against them uh-huh. at 17 years old. Mm-hmm. So you could look at a kid like Ben Simmons; he completely was mia against us. Uh-huh. But you see who Ben Simmons is today, right? Right. right. So it depends on the day, it depends on the moment, right. it depends on. Where their mindset is, right. these guys are young right. at 17? that time. Right? I wasn't right at seventeen. Yeah, they're young, right? But, and they're playing for different things, like, right? Now you're playing for millions of dollars consistently. So, I would say Bobo is the, the most natural, talented kid. The toughest kid was Stanley Johnson. Uh-huh. I think mentally, his desire, his feel, his 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 will, his competitiveness was was at a different level uh-huh. than than I've seen at that time. You know, Stanley Johnson. Right? Okay, I got this you. is long. <laughs> Um, my mentor is a young lady, well, a young lady now, yeah. she's a passport mentor at Georgetown Girls School. I don't know if you know her name, but someone that I connected with probably at the age of 14. Mm-hmm. Um, but she never really cared about basketball, mm-hmm. And then, like, everything about her was for her. Basketball player, same time as the corners. Um, To this day, you know, his son played with me, that's when I know him over like this. Right, right, right. Um, right. But he's definitely a mentor. And I got life mentors. I don't really have basketball mentors.
0: I don't
1: really look for people.
0: And yeah, that <laughs> space. Life. I understand yeah. that 1000%. So when you say that you, as, a, as, a, as an individual, are more so of a mentor to some of the young men. Um, that you that you work with, um, as opposed to a, a, a basketball
1: guy. Yeah, I mean, I think I try to be as versatile as possible, um, and I try to figure out each kid's individual needs. To make, where if you got a kid like Cole, I feel like the most important thing between us is mentorship, manhood, doing right, knowing right from wrong, and living it. Right, as opposed to are you are your balance going left. Right, right, right. We can talk about it, we can work on it, we're gonna get the gym. Right. But we're gonna spend more time on that that stature of manhood. Um if you got a kid like Shabon Nuker, right? as a phenomenal dad, your mom's dad, I'm gonna spend more time with you on the court. Right. Or just in the weight room trying to get you strong. Because you're good so, in the household. Yeah you're good in that. Right. right. And each kid in my program gets the individual instruction that they need. And mm-hmm. that comes from like my educational background, mm-hmm. right? Just figuring out, you got a whole group of guys, what does each one need? Mm-hmm. And they all got different needs. Right. Some need tutoring, some need mentorship, some need basketball development, some just need a hug. Some need to kick ass. Yeah, some need to do that at a high level. So we, we try to figure <laughs> out. But me personally, I think that answer would have to be to the kid. And they can tell me what they need mm-hmm. and i'll try to fit that you know i'm trying to be a comedian and try to fit that need. and yesterday there were a lot of
0: influences from people that can call you know i remember the time when somebody would say throw the name on gary charles can make a call and get get you in to uh, uh, austin pete yeah. university whatever school right whatever right. school maybe do we lack that now where we have that one or two figures where we can just make a call and lack of a better phrase shit gets done
1: um i can't speak what goes on outside of my realm, right? Right, I don't know what the other directors right. or the other programs have going on. I make calls, mm-hmm. right? I make calls for my guys first and foremost. Um, I've been I'm fortunate f- enough to make certain calls for kids outside of my program. Um, and I think, all right, so if I'm, I'm just uh,
0: uh, using a coach, or let's say um uh Todd Bowles, I'm just cho- I just mm-hmm. chose him, right? And I see your name come up on my call ID, am I you answer. i um, You pick it up. Point you you point. have no choice. Gotcha. At
1: this point in time,
0: you answer the phone. So then you. So then you're an influencer. You're, you're 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 in a position where you can make a call on behalf of a player or
1: players and get shit done. I think I'm at. the well, I have a conversation. I'm at the point now where, not to be arrogant. Yeah. So Talking I'm you humbly saying it. I'm not necessarily the one that got to make the call to them. Uh-huh. They're more so making the call to me mm-hmm. from the standpoint of this is what I'm looking for. Right. Do you know any guys? Right. First and foremost, does anyone in your program fit the bill? Right. And then it's expanded, which is great for me because I'm able to help guys who are not in my program right. that I just think of good kids. They need the opportunity. Right. they Division one worthy, or maybe Division two, mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be, I don't mind connecting the dots. So at this point where Oh, because of the amount of work that my, my group of guys have put in, and our staff, and, you know, our core, I think we're, we're, we're pretty much the power brokers, you know, for the moment. Right, and I think that's what's lacking in New York City. We, we have, we're so fragmented
0: mm-hmm. um, with that, within, within New York City, that we don't have a singular, Not that we should be, we shouldn't be a place that, we don't have the same power that we once did
1: within um, the, 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 the communities mm-hmm. outside of New York. I think the power comes from at the end of the day. You got power in numbers, right? Power is in talent. Right? If you if you don't have, we got ten Division One kids every year. Keith Stevens has ten Division One kids in, in in DC. Right. The reason why he's powerful is because all of those coaches know he has ten Division One players. So they gonna come fuck with him. They gonna come say, hey, <laughs> you know you don't want to not be on the boat, right? right. You want right. when your turn comes, you want to make sure you it works for you. So I think where we're at for PSA, I think we're comfortable mm-hmm. in knowing that we can get certain things done and we don't mind going the extra mile mm-hmm. right so like we'll work harder for the kid that's number 10 mm-hmm. on our team than the kid that's number two like mm-hmm. the kid that's number 10 quote unquote on our team is going to Dartmouth mm-hmm. this year right that kid is going to come out and make it's a huge amount of money right and <laughs> probably know. be the agent you on know, the same team with Cole anthony it might right. be his agent right right, financial advisor right right if they do things Calculated incorrectly, right? Right, but I mean, last year got a kid go to BU. Mm-hmm. I made fifty calls, sent out a hundred videos, talked to talked to over seventy coaches, mm-hmm. various levels. But he's at BU and playing twenty minutes game. Yeah, the ends the, defines the means, right? You know, so yeah.
0: To get us back to that national promise, if that's such a thing, what should we do? What should we do as a city?
1: I think us as the adults. We we gotta do a better job of teaching our guys how to be unselfish. Just speaking from the grassroots standpoint, guys gotta wanna play with each other. Mm-hmm. Talent has to wanna play with talent. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's in my program. Right. We we got an influx of talent. We we pretty the company is pretty it's pretty stable. Mm-hmm. Um I think I like to see Jalen Q play with Ko Anthony, Ninja mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right? I'd like to see you know, Mo am gonna play with Nick Richards. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I want to see Kamalu Diallo say I'm okay playing next to Brandon Randolph on the opposite wing. Right, right. Like, I think somehow, some way, we got to get high level guys to want to play with high level guys mm-hmm. and be okay with it. I don't have to shoot up all the, all the basketball. Right. I can still get to where I want to go and still have a role on a legitimate elite team. Mm-hmm. I, but I think that's up to the adults. To, to to explain to these kids that at some point you gotta give to get more. What's what's prohibiting that from happening? You said the adult but yeah. what exactly within the adult hood is is, is is prohibiting that. I mean personally I I feel like it's it's a lot of selfish intentions where kid A you you just want him to be his own star right and you're not teaching them how to play with others right when you're a kid you learn how to play with others in the playground right Right. you're just saying don't no, go over there with your football and, and, and just <laughs> keep running around like the Barry sanders <laughs> right but i think if the adults were okay with saying this kid can still go to the league that i'm in charge of mm-hmm. that i'm just looking over that i'm mentoring this kid going still his his trajectory is the same mm-hmm. like destiny is destiny." Whether or not you get 18 points or 14, you're still going to where you want to go. Right, right? Right. And people that to do more research on understanding understand it's not just about numbers. It's not just about shot attempts. Winning holds value. Right. If you're so-called excited about making your city the best it can be. We need to start putting these things together and getting on the biggest platform possible. We're, we're kind of like, obviously, a doggy dog world. It's so competitive. That it's hard for guys on different programs to root for, for a different program. Right. right? If I'm the if I'm Castle, I'm not jumping up and down saying PSA go win peach Jam. That's I'm saying, uh, ah, behind the scenes, I hope you lose. Yeah, that's, right? that's what I'm It's the reality. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's the reality. I mean, people say, I want you to win, but I've been in that situation where we get the peach jam and everybody hopes we lose. And we go out of the first round, and they, oh, they're well, still hoping. Right. Semifinals damn championship game do it for New York but you've been kicking me in the back you know for the last 12 months right right you know that's not how it works right it's not in my opinion right but if if you can't say as a collective' we'll, we'll get the city back to where we're supposed to be if people focus on it individually and just make your program the best it possibly can be right then collectively we'll be back in my opinion, right? I think we get more respect, especially PSA. We get more respect out of the city than we do in our own city. For various reasons, mm-hmm. right? But I think real recognized real. Being P- you been a staple in
0: New York City for some time in, in let's, let's play a little fantasy basketball. <laughs> Give me your top, let's do it. two by position. Mm. So your top center, mm. power forward, all the way down what they were in high school not what they became let's say for instance yeah. let's say uh, yeah. uh somebody's a point here became a two in college from 14
1: up 14 up all right uh center position i'm going to shake the yellow unprecedented motor production mm-hmm. uh, and i'm going obama right mm-hmm. uh, that's my sentence mm-hmm. at the power forward position i'm going uh I'm going with Thomas Bryant. And, uh, I'll slide Jesse Gobain in there at the four. Mm-hmm. Really a five, but I'll slide him at the four. Mm-hmm. At the three, I'm going with New York City. I'm going with, uh, Hamadou Diallo. Mm-hmm. or oh, Well, maybe he's a two. Maybe he's a three. I'll go with him at the three. And, uh, Spanish kid with the Lightning played with the Blazers for a little bit. What year? He's 20. He's in college now? 15. No, nah, he's been out. Maybe 2014. Maybe him. All right. Or oh, I'll just go Brandon Randolph. That's my safe bet. Mm-hmm. Right? 2A. Shoeing guards. Buckets. <laughs> uh thinking all the teams. I'm going to come back to the shooting guards. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Point guards. That's a tough position. New York. Mm. I gotta go, Cole Anthony. Mm-hmm. Right now. And uh. Shamari. Love him. Mm-hmm. All right. Back to my shooting guards. Back to my shooting my guards. Right guard. to my shooting guards. Um. It's a tough one. Just sad. Shooting guards. Shooting guards. Uh, I don't even have it. I'm stuck. I'm shooting, shooting guards. We should have went Hamadou Brandon. You can still do. The two. All right, so 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 who's your three? Who's replacing Hamadou? I'm gonna go Hamadou Brandon at the two, right? Uh huh. So and your then three? I'm gonna shift to the three. I still got. I don't know why. I don't remember this kid's name. Dana would know. I uh-huh. text him. That's one. And two would be. Man. I don't know. At the four? Yeah, I'm going Angel Delgado. At the that's, four. That's I'm nice. going with him. He was a monster. All right, so at the five, we got- At the uh, five, we, we got shaking mode. At the four, at we the got four I'm going Delgado and uh, Thomas. Uh-huh, right, yeah. Uh, I probably should move Thomas out and get Spelman in there. Woo! he will do that again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Matter of fact, I'm taking Delgado. I'm just going to go PSA. Nah, you can't do PSA. <laughs> this is New York. This is New York. Yeah, we got the, we got the better guys. <laughs> what you want me to say at those positions? All right, that's crazy. All right, so you got Mo, Diallo. Uh, uh,
0: who's your fours? It
1: doesn't matter. I'll this go. The, I'll, I'll go Delgado Spellman, All right, at the four. Your threes. The threes we got Kadeem. Yep. and And question mark. Yeah. The twos we had Hamadou, and Randolph. Randolph. Yeah. And at the one we had Cole, and um Shamaro. That's a tough one. I, I'm sure
0: your threes, your two, two a's. eights to get, no, 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 the third person you would choose can compete just as much as different. Oh yeah, no, no, no,
1: it's a lot of talent. It's just for me, as I'm processing it, I'm thinking of different teams mm-hmm. and who they had, mm-hmm. right? So, and how did they perform? So obviously I'm gonna have a soft spot for my guys. Right, 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 right. right, right. I mean, shit, McDonald Americans.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of them were, right? One of, of them. Hold on, yeah. as of yet. Yeah. Uh, Shamari. I mean, it's a lot of guys got left over.
1: Jordan Brand, right? Shamari. He was Jordan. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And he did some stuff. He, he's killing mm-hmm. I was a fan. Yeah. There's some guys we don't have that I like. Okay, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. Who, 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 who didn't play for PSA that, that represented New York? Very, very,
1: very, 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 very. very that's well. a good question. I, Kadeem Carrington stands out to me. I love Keith Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, Isaiah Washington was was really good. Um, on the circuit. Um... Uh, a lot of them, I mean, I don't, I don't count the City Rocks, I guess, but they got a lot of talent. Yep. Um... Yeah, I'll stop there. For time purposes. We got time <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. The
0: first phone call you, you said, holy shit. It's band coach. It's, uh, someone along the lines
1: of... You know what? Something I was like, wow, I'm somebody now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a phone call. It was, it was, it was sitting down with Coach K at Duke, uh-huh. like on a visit, and the way that it's designed, it was kind of like it's crazy because you take the visit, and in the beginning, uh-huh. you're walking around the assistants are doing their jobs, showing you, and then you kind of like go to the upper room, uh-huh. and like the whole time you might have been on campus for about an hour, uh-huh. and you get to the upper room. And he coming in there on that Jesus, uh-huh, uh-huh. and <laughs> right. and I'm a big time Duke fan. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like, "Hey, what's up, Munch?" And that's when I'm like, "Oh, I right. this is different." So I mean, I would say that uh-huh. more so than a phone call. Like the phone call first, you got to get the number in your phone, right? Like, who's right? Phone? So I don't really answer the numbers that's not in my phone, right? So I think the first time I met him, and like had a normal conversation. And he kind of was like, "Look, I know who you are uh-huh. and what you about and what you are doing." Uh-huh. And and it was like a mutual respect. That was that was the moment. I'm like, we can do whatever we want to do with this. Uh-huh. There's
0: a knock on, on 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 New York City basketball and basketball as a whole as reclassing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, back in my day, we called it left back, <laughs> um, and that was primarily due to academic reasons, like. He was definitely not doing still well. Like that. Yeah, he was He's not doing happening. well academically, so we just put him in a different situation. or left him back for a year. Um, what What's your thoughts on the reclass situation? I know it's an individual thing, yeah. um, but overall, is that helping helping or hindering
1: basketball collectively? I mean, it's both. I mean, it depends on the mindset of the, of the kid, right? Like, if you reclassify for for basketball, mm-hmm. and you're not saying I'm gonna take my game to the next level, and you just get comfortable with i'm gonna play this grade i'm gonna play this age group mm-hmm. and i don't want to work on my craft like then that's a problem that's that's hindering the culture right. that's the, the kid you know if you if you're saying hey for whatever reason i just kind of need this year back mm-hmm. to get myself together and what we're seeing now is a lot of guys reclassing back up right mm-hmm. so in a sense they're, they're manipulating the system which is smart mm-hmm. um but if you're somebody who's serious about the game and you're like look all right i'm just not where i need to be at this moment and I'm willing to work, mm-hmm. I don't have issue with that. Mm-hmm. Just be willing to work, consistently get better. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna meet, meet guys at your age, right? right. Whether you're 18 or 19 in, in college as a freshman, you're still playing against 22, 23 hours. Right. Whether you reclass in seventh grade, and you're 14 and you're playing varsity, or 15 and you're playing varsity, you're still playing against 18, 19 years mm-hmm. so old. The reclass thing only is basketball-wise, buying you some time to get yourself together if you got to work ethic. Should players play up as opposed
0: to playing either down or their level to get better? Meaning, I, 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 if I'm 17, ideally I'm going to play against a 19-year-old to, to
1: really test my mettle. Here's the thing. It's, and, and once again, it's always going to be an individual basis. Of course. Right? You have to play a grade that you're going to play, right? First and foremost. The whole I'm going to play up as a freshman and play 17s and play five minutes or seven minutes, that doesn't do anything for you. You need to move on down, play 16s, play 25 minutes, or play 15s and play the game and work on stuff. Mm-hmm. Get in a space where your development is more important than winning. And if that's at your grade, then then, then play that. We've been fortunate enough to have five guys go to league and five of those kids play 15s, 16s, mm-hmm. and 17s. Mm-hmm. And each year they've gotten better and then they continue the same thing in college. Mm-hmm. So there's no like perfect formula. Mm-hmm. It's individual based, but you also you come back to your work ethic. Right? I have an issue with guys that are like, hey, I want to play up, but you really want to play up because you got that get out of jail free card. Right. Which is, if I play bad, I'm playing up. Yeah, right, right. Or if I get six points, it's wow, look at me, I played up and got six points. Right, so right. you're looking for an easy road to not be accountable. Right, That's the issue. A lot of us don't want to have our kids be accountable. For production at a certain level. Right. So if you're accountable for production at the 15th or 16th or the, the 17th, whatever that's gonna be, mm-hmm. be prepared. Mm-hmm. But also be prepared as you play up to fall on your face. Right. And, and get better when you do it. Is that a bad thing falling on your face? Number. Right. You we all fall. Right. When we rode that bike, nobody rode that bike probably straight away and didn't fall. Right. Right? I, I seen McDonald's learnings fall on their face. Right. And get up and become McDonald's learners. Do you think that basketball as a, as a
0: whole is a microcosm of society and that we're babying these kids a little bit more than we actually should be? I think
1: certain situations, yeah. right? I feel like some kids get appeased because there's some level of connection around and reason, attachment to that kid mm-hmm. as opposed to like tough love. But it, it all circles back to the kids kind of like, hey, if you give me too much tough love and I don't want it, I'm gonna walk away. They don't see the long-term value of the tough love because right. the reality is you're not walking on somebody's college campus. We're right. we supposed to be trying to figure out how to prepare these kids for someone's college campus, on and off the court. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of coaches trying to trying to baby you unless you're that guy, right? Right. So you might as well get comfortable being uncomfortable right. until you can become comfortable. What is the ultimate
0: goal of AAU
1: basketball, youth
0: basketball, and grassroots basketball Oh, obviously, it's an, um, on an individual basis, but what's the ultimate goal, you think, for all of this that we're doing?
1: I think every director is going to answer that differently. I think from from the kids' perspective, the ultimate goal should be to provide a safe haven for them to grow as young man. Mm-hmm. Um, on and off the court, nine life lessons, through the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, from a basketball standpoint, I think the ultimate goal should be to provide a platform in which you can get seen mm-hmm. and and, and, uh, and viewed at your best in hopes of eventually receiving a free education or at close to that number mm-hmm. that you possibly can. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's what I think. And from the director's standpoint? Um, I mean, that's what it is from my standpoint, I think. Oh, what, what the platform should be for for the, for the directors? Yeah. I think for the directors, it should be figuring out ways to... to to manipulate the system to help those kids and their families, right? How can you figure out this jigsaw puzzle enough where you can move things around to the fact that you could affect lives, bless you, right? Other people's lives in a positive manner where you can look back and say, that kid was on point A and now his family is on Z, and be comfortable with it. Right. Yeah. That's what I think you should do. Watch out to these kids? Free education. Yeah. the school wants the banner. The school wants. Long I got this. So, so the question is, how do you center yourself with other people that think the same way? If you in a school that just wants the banner, you're in the wrong place. If you, the best place to be for your job, if you say my job is to get kids school, to, to school, to school, right? And if he can be in a school, right, a high school, that thinks the same way, now we got 150 people working at the same goal. We're not pulling this person here. Tiny argument who somebody might be arguing. Listen, nah, this kid gotta go to study hall. Nah, forget that, that kid gotta go get some more shots up. Right, right. If you're in the right place at the right time with the right people, y'all all gonna be saying the same thing. The language gonna be the same. We all saying without second thoughts, his ass need to go to study hall. Yeah, but that's not the norm. It's not the norm. So the, the hustle is how do you find a place that, that that's where it's at? Which is why PSA don't got a bunch of different coaches. Because if you're thinking, man, I just want some sneakers, right. that's not the place. Right, right. Or oh, I just want to win Peace Jam, that's not the place. If you're thinking, everybody in this program better be working on how do we get more kids to college and eventually get them to graduate, eventually get them to come out of society and do great. Right? right? Flip, the, flip the mattress. That's what you're trying to figure out. How do we flip that dirty mattress to a clean one until it get dirty and then flip it again? Yeah. But you got to get around those type of people. Yeah, I think that's the problem with the New York City. In grassroots, the problem is the people, in Mm -hmm. my opinion, the people are the same, Mm -hmm. right? Us as adults, we're not growing. So like, you grew up playing for, let's say you grew up playing for Pop Down The Street Mm -hmm. at 12, Mm -hmm. but Pop Down The Street is the same adult. He's still going to the corner store, he's still buying that same can of soda, and his mindset never changed. Now Pop is coaching your son. How's that help? We need (laughs) growth. Right, But what happens is, pop down the street, he coached in every A.U. program in the, in the city, right. but he's the same person. He right. just switched polos. We need fresh people. Like, oh, I want to be around these people that got different mindsets, right. Right. that could push me to the moon. Like, if you went to Spain, and you could tell me, yo, once, this is what Spain looking like, boom, boom, This is what they do in Spain. We can learn some stuff. Uh-huh. But if you've been on a block the whole time, and I've been on the block, shit, all we know is the block. And we see the same shape. The same thing. And we ain't even trying to figure out how to get off the block. But if you look at AAU, the same dudes that was there when, when you was 12, they still there, they ain't changed as people. Right. They not even talking different language. They not even saying, yo man, I know back in the days, I was on that basketball shit, I just wanted them newest Adidas, uh-huh. but now I'm on some other stuff, man. I'm about community service, uh-huh. I'm about soup kitchens, I'm uh-huh. about getting kids in school. I'm different now, I've grown. Mm-hmm. You had the same conversation with motherfucking 14 that you have in 2020. That's dangerous for these kids, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's dangerous. <laughs> guys, we in a bad space. And they signed up for this. No, y'all came here to be coached. Yep. But you know what happens. Those people, they get, in a sense, put on a pedestal because they've been in the game so, so long. long. Right. So you think, yo, at one point he was probably, he's still a man. Uh-huh. He's not the man no more. Right. Somebody else got to be, I don't know who, but somebody else got to be the man because these kids need help. Yeah. And I, to piggyback what you're saying is the, the, the same Coaches
0: that were there when I was there, like you said, mentioned, are still around.
1: Yeah.
0: Who's going to bring in that new blood? Who's going to bring in a new hungry kid? that's like we got to move this to a different
1: level. We got to take social, whatever it is, whatever the new format is, to get it to the next level. I think. I think the people, the program, maybe it's yours, right? The program that's not <laughs> scared to go against the norm. Right. The program that's not scared to ruffle feathers. The program that's not afraid to to be the outcast. There's going to be another program that comes. And it's like, yeah, I don't care what you said. I'm doing it this way because I, I, I did the research. Right. I'm willing to work. I know what this leads to. And this is the way it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to just say, I'm not doing the same cookie cutter stuff that everybody else grew up doing. They're going to have different values. They're right. going to have different mindset, right. different work ethic. They're going to take this thing to the next. The elevator's going to go up. It's, it probably is not a program that's currently going as we speak. Right. It has to be someone that's like, look, I'm 22 and I got eight years to burn.
0: Could that person come from your program or the, as an offshoot? I think one of the things that we pride ourselves on here as well, at Team purposes is not a commercial from us is that mm-hmm. we're taking our platform and using it for our kids to grow, whether it's a photography, doing yeah. video, yeah, or yeah. being lucky, to go to use their skills to go on and hit the road and do yeah. that and do that real shit, right? Yeah. Is it could it be somebody that within your program that you're coaching right now yeah, yeah. that may end up being the next PSA? Combined with new height, like like somebody that ill, they won't combine. I mean, they're like they like, that using that different mindset, taking stealing from uh, yeah. this program. Yeah, it could steal be because
1: the, the thing is with us. And when you look at like the top co- the top colleges, they they bring back their alumni. Right. So for us, we're trying to make a push. That's like, look, we the old heads. Let's bring back our alumni. Let's bring back the Chevalls. Let's bring mm-hmm. back the Kevin Seymour's, the, mm-hmm. the, the Francisco Zeno. So now you're looking at our program. You like, Yo, who's that? Oh, he played here when he was 12 right. he played here when he was all the way through nobody know him right. now that kid knows everything from us from infrastructure and how we operate because he lived it Right. but he went out into the world and learned some other stuff that he can bring back and eventually say look I know PSA is doing this I either want to be in charge to take it to the next level mm-hmm. or we as a group young guys mm-hmm. right, your class 14, mm-hmm. 15, on up mm-hmm. or they say look I want to do my own off branch. We've had guys in my program that started, all they said was once, I want to do a seventh grade. And I said, go do it. Uh-huh. You could be under the umbrella. You, it's I'm, all you. It's all you. Right. Nobody's overseeing you. If you need help, pick up the phone, knock on the door, mm-hmm. you got it. Mm-hmm. But he ran it in a fashion that he believed was the right way. Right. So he's seen how we do things and he's seen the results because he lived the result. Mm-hmm. Now it's up to that person to come. So I don't, I think they can do it right. if that's what they want to do, right? right? And all we're supposed to do as the older people is support them to the maximum. Make every phone call, open up every mm-hmm. gym door, have every materialistic object at, at his um, beck and call, right. and and make sure that he got all the utensils to make this make this new house. Damn!
0: Oh, we just had a great conversation on the Mecca the podcast with Terrence Munch uh, Williams. Uh, and I'm Mark Williams. Um, any? Party words, anything what As far as New York City basketball,
1: the scene itself. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's just let's just try to be great. You know, let's not be average. Let's, let's push the needle. Let's, let's go as far as we can go with it. It's mm-hmm. there to be different. Mm-hmm. And and at the end, at the core, let's continue to make sure the kids are first, mm-hmm. foremost, and, and make sure they're right before we, as the adults, get get all set. Create your own destiny. Own it. Own, 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 own it. Own your destiny. Own your destiny at all times. Thank you, sir, for stopping
0: by. I know you're a busy man. You don't do too much uh, media, but I appreciate it. It's good. I trust you you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's it. We out appreciate you.